0: Welcome to Press Run, March 25th, GOP in disarray, Trump's tearing the party apart, his revenge tour. Hours after Trump took the extraordinary step this week of unendorsing a Republican in the Alabama primary for the U.S. Senate race, the candidate responded by claiming Trump had repeatedly pressured him in 2022 to rescind the last election and to help illegally install The Republican back in the White House. The stunning and bitter feud is just the latest that Trump has detonated within the GOP. A one-man wrecking crew who's committed to sowing discord throughout the Republican Party, Trump seems to take glee in pitting the party against itself as he insists his personal grievances about the stolen election be the GOP's most pressing electoral issue. Dems in Disarray has been a Beltway Media go-to narrative for years Why won't they apply it to today's almost comically fractured GOP? Trump views the unfolding primary season not as a way for the party to position itself for midterm elections against Democrats, but as a chance to extract revenge on Republicans whom he considers to be insufficiently loyal to Mar-a-Lago. But without access to Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, Trump is finding his influence has waned a little bit as the party struggles to placate him. Lashing out at the previously endorsed Representative Mo Brooks in Alabama, Trump insisted the unendorsement was because Brooks had recently told a radio show host it's best for the GOP to look forward, not back. The implication is that Trump will now find a primary candidate in Alabama who is obsessed with Trump's loss being stolen and endorse that person. But there is no such candidate in the Alabama race. There are two other leading options besides Brooks, and neither seem interested in running on Trump's laundry list of 2020 grudges and slights. It's Trump throwing a tantrum and the GOP having to clean up the mess again. It also didn't help that Brooks, a right winger who rode the Tea Party wave to office, was floundering in the Alabama GOP primary polls, and Trump hates being associated with a loser. So where's the nonstop feuding, civil war, chaos coverage for today's fractured GOP? Those were the hysterical words the press used last spring to describe Democrats when just two senators initially refused to support the White House's infrastructure bill. And remember when Biden and his team were filling out their cabinet in an orderly manner? The D.C. press lost its mind with Dems and disarray coverage. The president-elect was facing a considerable challenge while confronting factionalism and fierce impatience. Alliances had been strained. His choices were vexing, frustrated, and increasingly skeptical supporters. Biden had irritated Democratic lawmakers who were complaining. There was mounting angst over the ongoing tug of war. Biden was hamstrung. Oh my. And don't forget during the spring of 2020 when the New York Times basically wrote off the Biden campaign insisting the perilously passive candidate was grappling, uncertain, tentative, cloistered, stuck at home, and struggling with basic technical difficulties while Democrats were worried and perplexed. Biden won the election by 7 million votes. In Georgia today, not only is Trump trying to end the career of Republican Governor Brian Kemp in his high-profile reelection run, the egomaniac is targeting Kemp's allies, too. Quote, for the second time in as many weeks, the former president endorsed a little-known Republican challenger to one of Kemp's closest political loyalists, unquote, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution reports. Trump is likely fuming that the candidate he is backing against Kemp, former U.S. Senator David Perdue, is trailing in the polls, setting up a potentially humiliating Trump defeat. Meanwhile, Trump can't stop insulting the GOP's most senior senator, Mitch McConnell, calling him, quote, a dumb son of a bitch and a, quote-unquote, stone-cold loser. Can you imagine what the D.C. press coverage would look like if a former Democratic president launched grenades at Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi from the sidelines on a weekly basis? For Trump, though, the press mostly shrugs, completely committed to its Trump-being-Trump mindset, where there's nothing he can do that rises to the level of damaging his party. None of this is to say Trump isn't the party's presumptive 2024 nominee and that there isn't a cult-like following around him, but it does suggest his runaway narcissism is taking a toll on the party, and the press ought to center its Trump coverage that way. Republicans know all too well how Trump can spoil their chances for success. Democrats swiped two surprise runoff Senate victories in January 2021, largely because Trump was still obsessed with overturning his electional loss while waging war on Georgia Republicans for not doing enough to help him steal away Biden's win. Trump not only distracted the GOP during the crucial runoff elections, he likely animated Democratic and independent voters by loudly lying about the 2020 election. Remember, Republicans lost the White House, House, and Senate while Trump was president. There's also no indication Trump's revenge tour is connecting with voters, A recent Gallup poll offered participants a chance to rank the 30 most important issues facing America. Election reform was a choice that nobody selected. It's the GOP that's in disarray. Trust me. Good stuff. While Trump is clearly dividing the GOP, I'm skeptical of reports that his influence is significantly faded inside the party. John Harris of Politico gives it a shot, though, with his piece, Headline, Why Trump is Losing His Grip on the GOP. Quote, The move to unendorse Brooks puts an especially bright light on a trend years in the making. Trump has moved from being the beneficiary of America's instinctual suspicion that most politicians are phonies who don't really believe a thing they say, to being the enforcer against politicians who are insufficiently phony and professing blind devotion to him. Unquote. Fun stuff, because we all need to break. The Beaches and Lights, let's go. The Toronto all-women band The Beaches reworked their alt-rock single from 2020 with the help of Lights, Canadian-born singer Paxlinter Boken. The Canuck collaboration celebrates life on the rock road and does it with a punchy, irresistible beat. The Go-Go's would be proud.